Alice, I'm going to ask you a couple of standard questions, okay? Have you or any member of your family ever been diagnosed schizophrenic, mentally incompetent? My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. I'd call that a big yes. Uh, are you habitually using drugs, stimulants, alcohol? No. No, no, just asking. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? What has that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm- TC and Jake. Jake, I'd like to start off today's show with... Uh, Kind of make a continuum, you know, like uh, the, the, we last left off. It's been nearly, I think, actually a full week since we talked. But uh, if, if you're hearing these back to back, I want them to be part of the same thing, because uh, I think that we need to um, correct the record, adjust uh, some of what was said, because as we were recording, let's wait and see how things turn out for John Kitt and his kid. I like it was I like I stopped recording you left my house I opened my computer and it was like he's done the worst thing imaginable (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's not funny but it 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 was a bad look for us when I got the uh the the uh, dm from our buddy uh Dustin who said like I was like like wish I, I was like screaming into my speakers as I read this story like no don't say it don't say it yeah don't say it yeah um yeah it's uh it's really bad yeah it's no really bad. my specifically my like guess of like well surely it was a 17 year old who looked 25 that's uh according to the documents in court not remotely what it was believe no. the, uh, the most uh, disturbing phrase was sexual violence against a prepubescent person. Yeah, which made it even weirder when later in the story they noted that <laughs> they noted that one of the the people in one of the photos was pubescent. Yeah, yeah, they're like, <laughs> we got some pre, we got some some pube, some pubescent. Which pubescent sounds like uh, a cologne for your. Uh, dick hair. Yeah, I mean, but also anyone who says it probably should go to jail. Yeah. It's just coming up. Yeah. So, yes. Correct the record. Yeah. The, <laughs> do, do we need to do. Are you a big uh, Sunday conversation guy? With uh, Caleb? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I go through a lot of those. I'm a longtime Caleb fan. Nice. Back when he's at North Carolina, you watched North him. Carolina third string quarterback. Yeah, uh, the one that I think it came out this week. Although I don't know, yeah, like they're timeless to me. I, I've not watched Bad Bobby. Yeah, yeah, I I, I watched the Bad Baby one, and uh, <laughs> he he says in there, he's like, "So you have uh, you know such and such OnlyFans subscribers?" She's like, "Yep." He's like, "I think they should all be arrested." <laughs> 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 it wouldn't be a bad place to start. Like if you just wanted <laughs> just to do some some law enforcement combing through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are watch lists for if not? Someone <laughs> yeah. should watch everyone. This thing's on a platter. Just copy and paste it. And <laughs> yeah. Just at least just do whatever you do or you find out if people have warrants and you know, go to their house. Would you know what's crazy though, dude, is like uh we 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 had like a an era of this podcast. Do it. You pussy. What's your problem, dude? What? All of a sudden, 
this guy cares? Uh, no, it's just that they're. <laughs> he's mad because I hit the mute button for my cough. A thing that <laughs> I've, I can... I've been uh, fucking pilloried for not doing in the past. What What do you guys want from me? Well, hit I mean, it, at this not point, hit it. At this point, what I want is for you to do what you've always done, and in the face of anything short of the most dire consequences possible, just be you and stick to stick to what you do. These are, I mean, they, these are small coughs. Like it's, you know, we're done. You can hear my voice. It's pretty much back to normal. Uh, so, you know, I'm just fucking standing in triumph over the millions of people who told me to go to a doctor. That is. Not a triumph. Look at me. Fucking picture of health. But I'm it coughing. It took a month. No, it didn't. Dude, it was two separate things. Okay. Anyways. I don't even know what we were talking about. Watch list. Oh, you know, we had like a little run on the show where, uh, you know, we were like, man, 90s game shows were pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while that's true... Do you consider To Catch a Predator a game show? No. So that's what I was going to say is, I guess we were more focused just on 90s reality shows. Uh-huh. Like, I really do think that we I should I can't pivot. believe anyone greenlit. And it was on forever. Like, uh, there's so many episodes. The Shane Gillis bit about, like, uh, I, I'm terrified of the first time someone pitched the Special Olympics. Like, who yeah. who's hearing the Catch a Predator thing and being like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just going to get a bunch of them. It'll be like fucking shooting fish in a barrel. This is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, we'll just entrap pedophiles. Let's go grab a bunch of them. And then just like show what it looks like when they get caught. And then just to prove. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Just to prove how pointless this entire operation is, a lot of times we'll highlight the fact that they were doing the same thing the next day. <laughs> Um, like it, it never seemed to fully dawn on them that the number of times that they had to like follow up a, a day, a week, a month later and, and catch the exact same person again, that did not seem to, uh, register with them as like, okay, well maybe what we're doing isn't really helping. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting them off the streets <laughs> until the next yeah. day when they're back on the streets <laughs> doing the same yeah. thing. And they met that one guy at a McDonald's. <laughs> I think he's kind of, he's a meme now. But yeah, they meet him the next day and he's like, John, again? <laughs> well, he's like, yeah. Didn't get what I'm I was looking Ill. for yesterday. Yeah, right? You you took that opportunity from now, me. Now, there was one, uh, one of the guys on uh, Soft White Underbelly that they were talking to in the uh, the pedo park is, uh, he... He was that, like he was, he he wasn't on the show, but it was the same kind of deal, like sting operation, uh, chat room thing. And, uh, he had talked to like he, two nights in a row, he's showing up online horny, just going like hitting up back pages and stuff, just being like, you know, anyone looking to chat. And, uh, the first night, the, the girl's like, you know, says something about her being underage and he's like. That's not what I'm looking for. And second night, like the first night went terrible. And she's still the only person. He's like, guess I could talk myself into it. So he gets in the car and goes, and he goes to the fucking, and you know, this is his telling. So of course, uh, I'll do caveats, but there's a possibility he's telling the truth, uh, however remote. 
He says he goes into a gas station. He's like, you know, buying some licorice ropes or whatever and uh, has a change of heart and is like, I don't need to do this. And walks out of the gas station to get back in his car and drive home. And uh, there's an officer waiting at the gas station that's like, this is enough. Like, it sounded like basically if you get in your car after they've been and like drive towards the house that they're like, judge has seen enough. We don't need to fucking wait for the, you know, like, so yeah, he, uh, you know, and he was, he had a whole, I mean, this is a whole fucking separate deal, but his lawyer was basically like, you give me 10 K today. This isn't that much. I can make this go away. And he's like, I'm a fucking construction worker in Florida, dude. I don't have 10 K lying around. And now he's on the list. I feel like that's what credit cards are for. For life. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like everyone has 10K limits on the credit cards, right? Uh, probably not. You should just go into debt when you're like 18 and then they'll just keep giving you more credit. I don't, I mean, you, despite, I mean, you're their dream, you know, because like you, there's no time that you've like declared bankruptcy. Like you always pay it off, right? And generally on time. Yeah, I, I carry, carry a relatively small balance. Yeah. But if you do that, then you can really hit some cool nummies. <laughs> uh, and I also realized that what I, I, I just accused to catch a predator of, uh, I should call myself out for because if the guy said no the first night and then yes the second, that doesn't sound as much like mental illness. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know. maybe it is just a sex addiction. But in any case, I don't want to talk too much more about this sort of stuff because we've been talking about it a lot. But there's just one. Sure. There's one. Uh, there's one funny line. Well, there's frankly several funny lines on the To Catch a Predator Wikipedia page. I believe that. <laughs> but there's one in particular that uh, I'll conclude with. Uh, the show was canceled in 2008. In an interview with Time Magazine, Chris Hansen stated the show had simply run its course. <laughs> Like, what is this? The After a decade of, of people being flabbergasted it existed, we finally <laughs> acquiesced. Yeah, and like he's speaking about it like it's a uh, uh, a uh, prestige drama. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we'd explored the, the downtown Abbey as much as we could. Yeah, you know, these characters had been fully fleshed out. We had uh, we had investigated the ways in which their uh, their interactions would affect each other. It just run its course, you know. It's like, no, I think what it was was that you got sued uh, big time after a guy killed himself on the show. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I just I have more Wikipedia stuff for you. I so. just got an email as we were speaking that my credit limit's been increased. Uh, great. No, it's Look not that. great. That's predatory. They can see that I've been fucking sucking up credit left and right. They're like, <laughs> what if we give them a little more rope? <laughs> uh have you seen the video of the prisoner swap today? No, I haven't seen the video. No. There's a there's an actual video. Like I jokingly said something about like, yeah, I wonder if it'll be like uh like a man on fire type deal. I'm sure it is, right? Dude, it's not that far off. There was one uh like uh uh well Air Force One. That's one of the all-timers. That's not like necessarily a swap, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they okay, take the plane in think. exchange for the prisoners. They're like, let yeah. them out. And then yeah. like, as they're letting them out, they're like, now we got control back of the plane. Light them up, boys. Yeah. That needs to, uh, actually, I don't think we can do that one. That's too bad. 
Yeah. Fucking the mouse needs to stop us. The the mouse jammed us up big time. The mouse is jamming us. When it comes to movie of the month. But no, like Brittany Griner and Victor Boot actually stood like six, seven feet apart from each other today. That's fucking weird. It's so weird, dude. Like, do you think she's seen the movie? Do you think she knows about Victor Boot? I bet she will now. Yeah. Um, the, the Russian, the two Russian guys who are escorting her over, like immediately go up and hug him. And the video, (laughs) the video, the video TMZ, uh, posted kind of cuts off. I don't like it. Don't like what? The TMZ video? I don't like it one bit. You were talking about your cough button. So. But it cuts off, like, it cuts away. And it very much looks like when it cuts away, they were about to shake hands. (laughs) Well, (laughs) madame? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, good sir. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, So, yeah, like, that just seems insane to me. Like, that they're actually on, like, a runway. Because it's not on a bridge, like, with with our man Creasy. Uh, But it is, like pretty close and they're like walking out her and two people and him and two people and they walk up together there are some handshakes there are some hugs it looks like she's you know shaking his hand and then in the cut the two people that were with her walk away with him and the two people that were with him walk away with her that's something and it made me look at uh, the man on fire wikipedia page okay and like you got a lot on the man on fire wikipedia page so I like that movie quite a bit, but I guess I didn't remember that this is yet another movie where Denzel is extremely effective at his job despite being an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Like, I guess I just think of it as the pilot movie. No, no. He's got a whole <laughs> little genre. A whole, a whole genre of I am extremely drunk all the time. If you think still- John Q was sober, you got another thing coming, buddy. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But what I also did not know about that movie is that uh, the kidnapper, uh, the voice, is based on a real kidnapper. Wow. Dan- uh, I mean, Danielle, obviously there's a ton of them. So. Danielle Arismendi Lopez. That's, uh, that's pretty wild. doesn't make me feel good. Megan won't go to Mexico. Megan, my Mexican wife, won't go to well, Mexico because of th- like basically that movie and the idea of it. This is not going to help because... Uh, uh, Lopez was a cop in Mexico, like in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, and, so uh, weird. You would the, think the, that he loves following the law, yeah, and enforcing it even. Yeah. Uh, so he began his involvement in crime in the mid nineteen eighties while he was a police officer. From ninety six to ninety eight, he was responsible for at least eighteen kidnappings in, in Mexico. Jesus and I'm going to say at least is doing a lot of lifting there. Yeah. I mean, but even if it's just that, it's not good. He often liked to sever the ears of his kidnapping victims. Don't like that. Uh, because of this, he got the uh, nickname. I'm not going to say this properly, but uh, anyways, it's the ear chopper. The ear chopper. Yeah. Um, Officials from the police assisted him in his kidnappings. Uh, he collected over forty million U.S. through ransom. Whoa, forty million! 
I mean, you're not kidnapping a street urchin. You're kidnapping somebody like a man on fire. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could probably get all this credit card stuff knocked out of the way with one. <laughs> the kids of the rich. Yeah, no doubt, dude. If we're just talking 18 at 40. Yeah, 40 divided by 18. Yeah. That could get me out two, of some jams. 2.1, 2.2. You'd be a, on easy street. That sounds nice. And we would Anyways. Well, you might have to cut their ears off to get the money. No, it'd be like a bunny. In the, oh, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Lebowski, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Staying on the Russia page, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've i been, I got, oh God, what was it that made me think of this? It's not going to come back to me. I was looking at cities again. I was I was back on Wikipedia slash cities by population. The place where I spend a lot of my time. Um, and uh, look at you using your little mute button. Now now it's all good. Now you, It's open season now, baby. You probably didn't even know it was there until you saw you saw me. What is he doing tapping the top? <laughs> and then you didn't hear you. Oh, man. Um, this guy, just, what is this guy, Elon Musk? I feel like you've talked about this before. But... You know, I mean, I guess this makes some sense. I'm sure that people in Russia know cities in Russia better than cities in America. But it's wild that we know a ton about Cincinnati. And uh, what's the third biggest city in Russia, Jake? I can get the top two. Yeah, top two is Moscow, St. Petersburg, easy. I'm giving you less than a 5% chance at the third. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't eat. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Novus Ibarisk? That's a uh, 2021 census. Had that at one. I think that's uh, that's their translation of Newtown. And that's possible. I believe Ibarisk is a Russian. Yeah, a lot of them town. end in SK. Um, Chelyavinsk? Chil- Chil- <laughs> that's another city that's like as big as Dallas. And I've I've I don't know how to say it. I've never heard of it in my fucking life. Like I'm just looking at this whole list and like you'd probably be like <laughs> there's a good one for oh. you. Um you know, like you the move is I would think like of like, well, it's not a big deal. They're just not that big as cities. Uh, no, yeah, they are. And then, yeah, they're huge. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, there's more cities with a million people, and I don't know about the accounting on this because I don't know how they're counting MSA versus just the city limits or whatever. Um, but the gap is big enough that I'm prepared to say that they probably the Russia does have a, a smaller population than the U.S. by a good amount, but I'm probably just a, a little more concentrated in the urban centers especially whenever you think about how no one lives in Siberia. Um, but uh, yeah, we have nine, with Dallas being the ninth, cities of over a million population, and they have 16. Uh, wow. Yeah, so like there's just, and I mean like, they have a lot between like a million and a half and a million. Like the only ones they have with more than uh, 1.6 million is Moscow and St. Petersburg. But like, I mean, again, some of this is just like how it's cut. Like San Francisco is not a large city. 
uh, I think that, yeah, it's considerably smaller than San Jose. But, like, the San Francisco Bay Area is fucking huge, you know? And so that's kind of just, like, uh, random line drawing shit. But, like, they have a ton of cities way bigger than San Francisco, way bigger than Seattle, way bigger than Boston. Uh, and... I don't know. Like I, I was, I was checking through on some of them, and uh, they look kind of cool. I, you know, now is not the time, especially with the grinder news. Not the time, but I think that we'd have a great time just finding a bunch of different little cities in Europe or in uh, in Russia. Dude, my stepdad and I always had this dream to go together. You should do it. Cause he was all, like, he was really into their history and, uh, he's a big history guy just in general. But, and then I took that class that I've told you about, um, and I got kind of into it myself and I'm like, you know, uh, and my professor had lived there obviously for a very long time and he, <laughs> I'm gonna try to stop bringing it up, but that won't be the time that I do. Uh, <laughs> you back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, like, that was honestly probably the first time that I had ever looked at places in Russia and thought, like, boy, this is phenomenal. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all cool as hell. It has to be because of Mission Impossible that I was looking this up. I don't remember what I just, I, I just remember in particular, like, but I'm just, reading I just the, been on such a big kick. I just remember reading, like, the Stalin biography that I did and then being like, oh, you know, this area where the, the summer dachas – like there were their vacation home word, and I may even be saying that wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, there's just like places you can go where it's green and warm in Russia. Like that doesn't, I that just did not square with what I thought about it. But I was also even dumber than I am now. Yeah, no, years I mean, ago, it's huge. Uh, there's a map running around. I saw it. Yeah, that was a great map. I, I'll finish great the map. sentence so that people know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was just showing cities in Europe and the Middle East by latitude. So it was like a map of the U.S., but like instead of Chicago, it would be like a city that's at the same latitude as Chicago. And the uh, the one that really breaks your brain is, I guess, zooming in, I think it's Thunder Bay, Canada, is what they did for Paris, which like I would not say that Thunder Bay is one of the big cities in the <laughs> North America. But uh, the fact that Paris is north of Minneapolis, yeah. longitude-wise, uh, that's fucking insane. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff will make you, like, uh, Tokyo's above Mexico City, I think, or it's around there. Uh, ooh, oh, yeah, like, it looks like way above, but I, I would not have, I guess I've never really considered the... Tokyo is much farther south relative to the North America than you would think. I think it's more yeah. like Houston, not Mexico City. I'm looking at it. It's hard to tell in these fucking maps, dude. As they've been trying to tell you, some of these projections are not perfect. So I did go back and read the 2003 profile of Victor Boot. Oh, Yeah. I didn't need it's, to read it. You you saw uh, <laughs> uh, Nicholas, uh, what's his original name? Uh, Coppola. Yeah, Nicholas Coppola's I did see that in a dorm room, and it is the ultimate dorm room movie. Nothing, nice. nothing has been made to watch in a dorm room more than that. Just probably a lot of menu screen, uh, menu screen uh, 
just chill time. Yeah, just letting it play as you fall yeah. asleep on a hot couch. Absolutely. I uh, I got it from Blockbuster. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, it's very good. This profile. Nice. And I I'm sorry to all my comrades that I went to the web page today to read it. It's old though. Oh what? No, dude. <laughs> That counts. Wait till tomorrow. Come on. We were doing the story today. There's big news today. You, I mean, in ge- this whole thing, I, I'm, I'm sure that you're right, that it's a, an interesting article. The story itself, my interest is like a, a three. Uh, my interest in other people's reactions is through the goddamn roof. Michael yeah, Parsons sure. obviously took center stage. But yeah. I was loving everyone. I was loving Corby hopping in. Like, what's he? What's he know better? Like, okay, fine. <laughs> like that. That's that was the that was all of it. Like, none of you are fucking like uh, the uh, international attaché. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> they're all just a like, long time. I don't, I don't know about this. Uh, it, my favorite. Uh, this is a kind of a separate deal. But I, I loved the Micah tweets so much that I hopped into the replies. And okay, it was a cornucopia uh, in there. But my uh, my favorite one. Let me pull this up. Make sure I get it right. Seems like a fair trade. Both hate America equally. Yeah, no, that's I like that one. That's about the most sensible take I've heard on it. Yeah, because you know the arms dealer that was killing DEA or attempting to kill DEA agents and a basketball player. <laughs> who you know i don't know uh probably probably the biggest strike against them in this guy's mind i'm going to guess is just that she's black but you know maybe he's got other principled objections i don't know i you know but i'm i'm concerned can i say that i think the principal objection is uh that to some people the mere concept of there being a women's sports league is anti-american <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. And uh, thereby engaging in said league makes one a person who hates America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know too much about Paul Whelan, um, but you know when I read through again his Wikipedia page and like the reporting on it, I don't know. It kind of seems like he did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it all. What did he do? <laughs> I mean, he's there for espionage. <laughs> yeah, and you. And people are worried are just like, that he may have been espionaging. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm, I definitely know that she was uh, vaping. Yeah. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say that like one of them did and one of them didn't. I'm trying to say like, I feel like when I read through this, I feel like both of them did that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. well, what are, I mean, like, are you stunned by the idea that it's harder to get a guy who might have been spying on a, a foreign government, like for cash? Uh, than it is for somebody who had some ash oil. I don't know. Is that... And it seemed in, like in uh, the statement from his family read to me like they were understanding of the situation. Much more for so sure. than Cowboys top pass rusher. Uh, pass rush Limbaugh. That's right. I love yeah. that one. That was a really good one. It was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, so no, the Paul, or excuse me, the uh, Victor Booth thing. Basically like the the gist of like how this man became this man it seems to be basically just that when the USSR broke up they had a bunch of new money russians yeah and they they wanted cool shit 
from other places in the world. And he was like, yeah, well, it's probably going to be pretty hard to get. And uh, he was very, very prepared to be the guy who made sure you could get it. I'd like to take a stab at that. I mean, you know, guns, I don't want to do guns. But, you know, if it's just like you're trying to track down Rubber Soul on original vinyl. Well, I mean, it even is stuff like flowers. There you go. Like there were these flowers that they, I guess, you can only get from certain parts of the world. And I mean, I had to literally Google what is this type of flower. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like they have it in tropical Africa. And he's like, I can go buy these flowers for a dollar a pop flying back and I can sell them for $10 in Russia. That's nice. Yeah. And then you you just do a bunch of that and the occasional fucking Glock and then you just get called an arms dealer. So, uh, like, frozen chicken was apparently pretty hard to get in Russia. Like, I guess you can't, like, what really? Why say frozen? Well, Reg- regular I, chicken? I, so, it's I, fine. Think it's, it's I think it's just hard to raise chickens there. Okay, so just chicken. Chicken, well, yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't flying back live chickens at altitude. Yeah. Like, in mass, that would be a little more difficult than just, like. They don't have chicken in Russia. I don't know that they don't have it. It just describes it as something that's that was tough to get that people wanted. Now that they were able to buy shit that they wanted to have, they wanted diamonds, they wanted flowers, they wanted chickens, they wanted equipment for stuff like mining. Uh, and so he's like, yeah, I can pretty much get you whatever you need uh, because I know all these people in Central and Southern Africa and all these people in you know particular Asian countries. And he just was like, I'm going to make tens of millions of dollars getting people the cool shit they want that we can't really produce in russia yeah the logistics resourcefulness part of it i like but i do think it's probably a relationship driven business that's not really where i thrive yeah because like the one thing in this uh in this article which is 20 years old now but i mean when it came out in 2003 he was already like yeah it's a pretty hot shit what's he been doing since then you know well right i mean I think he got popped in what, 2012? They he was cooking when they made the movie? Uh they convicted. made a movie about a guy who was out? I think so. That's pretty nuts. He was convicted in 2011. I'm trying to see. Dude, I I tell you what, too, he's a low-key zaddy. What does that even mean? I might risk it for him. Oh yeah? He's a, he's a good-looking, menacing man. Have you been thinking about that in general? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just which for, guys would go for? Kind of yeah, a midlife exactly. thing. I haven't tried uh, it. Extradited to the U.S. in 2010, but I do believe that he was. He was. I mean, he was out in 2003 enough to sit down with this Times reporter for a week and go to the banya together, mm-hmm. where they just beat you with eucalyptus leaves in a sauna, nude. And then put you in a cold tub and let you watch uh, uh, Animal Planet. And then you get back in the sauna and then you get back in You're the cold tub. You're just hearing about that, popping a chub? That sounds amazing to me. If you do with your, with your, with your buddy Vic. I love watching animals eat each other. I love I saunas love and that. I love cold tubs, you know? I don't um, know that I love cold tubs. You love the, uh, the relief of the recovery. So anyways, just like the point is that like, you know, he figured out I can move all this stuff around and people don't really seem to be able to stop me from doing it. 
Uh, and then he's like, oh, also, like, there's all these countries uh, or movements in Africa where they want to overthrow their government, but they need guns. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't I just do that? Have you seen <laughs> the movie? I've not. A, but I imagine, is, is the point of it not that, like, he's he's basically selling to both sides of a conflict? Yeah, kind of, you know. Because yeah. that is in this article. He's a mercenary. He doesn't have beliefs. He just has profit. No, there's uh there's one scene where one of the African warlords like gets like he's he doesn't he's done something to cross him and so he's like trying to whatever and his uh his move against him is just to send a bunch of prostitutes. The implication being that everyone in Africa has so much AIDS that it's pretty much a death sentence to I mean, whatever. People survive AIDS all the time now, but uh most of the he's time. trying to give him AIDS. That was that was the big the big move in the movie. So here's how America got him. So it was 2008. They they gave him AIDS. No, they didn't give him AIDS. Slowed him down. But just tell me how I don't know light you feel like this is when it comes to uh, everyone saying, "Well, this is a guy who was plotting to kill Americans," because that's what you've heard today. I'm sure that is what I've heard today. Yeah, he's plotting to kill Americans. Um, but I think it's much closer to what you're saying is in the movie. So he was arrested in Bangkok in 08. He met up with uh, undercover DEA agents that he thought were from the FARC uh, in Colombia. Okay. To sell them guns. Mm -hmm. And they told him the weapons might be used to kill American pilots. And he said, we, ha we have the same enemy. And that's like pretty much the extent of the evidence they have that he had any sort of grand plan to kill Americans. Which, like, uh, you know, you're trying to sell, like, I've bought weed before. And, like, if people there tell me that slightly stupid is good, I'll be like, yeah. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. Put it on. But yeah. only for a couple minutes because I kind of get out of here. I'm <laughs> yeah. watching. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm dude, saying I'll play, that, I'll play, I love Tecmo Bowl. I'll play one game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you just kind of trying to get the deal done. Who, like, how big of an asshole would you have to be to be like, hey, whoa, you killed no. Americans? No. The, the, are you talking about the greatest country in the world? Deal you is harm off. them? No, 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 no. Deal is off. Yeah, dude. He's a fucking gun sale. Like, what? A, you could have said anything, you know? Right. Like, good choice, my man. You're going to love guns This will is be great used for to, that. These guns will be used to kill your family. Like, <laughs> I can't stand them. Guy I bought, uh, guy I bought this from, he says he's got one. It works great. Uh, last thing I have on this, his uh, like chief business partner who is with him and the times reporter in this uh in this piece dallas citizen for some reason and i understand that this isn't you know i don't want to this is just something that popped into my mind um i don't want to like you know uh defame anyone but for some reason in my heart i felt like you were going to say rich dalrymple no well of course not <laughs> what? <laughs> it just it was one of those things. Like you said, like you know, he's uh, and then you kind of pause. Then it was just in my head, I was like, he's gonna say Rich Dalrymple. Nope, not this time. Yeah, yeah. He only he only serves scrupulous people. That's right. <laughs> um. Anyways, did you uh did you read the Jimmy Goldstein story? No. Ooh, I'm telling you about this fresh. 
I watched uh, the first episode of the Shack documentary. They found out where his money comes from. I thought we knew that it came from slumlording. It's they've got details. They're not good. Uh, it's uh, he owns uh, trailer parks in California. I have super bad news for you, dude. What? That story's like six months old. The Washington Post one. Yeah, I want you to check out the pub date on that. Dude, someone was tweeting about it yesterday. I mean, whatever. You know, I read uh, okay. the story in May. Uh, still happy to talk about it. I I, I will admit <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I guess, that it's true. Yeah, yeah I, I know Ooh. the whole deal. Like that it's it's old people trailer parks that have been rent controlled and he fights the state on whether or not that the rent can be raised or lowered and he knows how to I tie it up. I do kind of halfway remember you talking about this now. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did. Possibly even to you. On this show. Dude, there's no... You're not getting me on that, that again. I said possibly. Um, this is... Uh, I, uh, there's a lot... Like, I just typed in Washington Post Goldstein, and there's a lot of results. Well, no, what I really like about this, Jimmy's though... Jimmy's not the only one. ...is you got, you got pretty excited uh, and said... Yeah, I want to tell you Ooh, am it. I going to be the first one to tell you about this? Yeah, well, you said you hadn't heard. I was like, you seen <laughs> this? You're like, no. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Usually you're telling me about stuff. Yeah, no, a, a I definitely read this. I read it during, uh, I think we did something on him during the playoffs. I wonder if coming. I read this in May. I feel like I may have. I think that's pretty likely. And man. then here in December, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is new. <laughs> this is fresh. I need to go find the tweet and understand how all of this happened. Um, but well, you know what's an interesting I've note about this? I've got points to make regardless. Real quick. Go ahead. So when we did this story on the show, <clears> on <throat> the Hangs on back in May, because, you know, he was back, you know, going to a ton of games and he was going to be at all the Mavs playoff games, et cetera. Uh, I did this reports after I read this and a couple of other pieces on him. And uh, Bob was incensed because... Bob and Dan back in the 2011 Mavericks run had Jimmy Goldstein in studio for like three segments. Mm -hmm. And Dan didn't remember that at all. <laughs> now, I wonder if there's any uh, through lines in our <laughs> lifestyle choices. <laughs> now, now, that was 11 years. Uh, yours is like less than 11 months. But, but I'm trying to give you a little bit of a lifeline here. Yeah, uh, Jordan Yule, who I don't have much familiarity with, but he's got 270,000 Twitter followers, which is more than you, uh, on December 3rd <laughs> tweeted, he has gone the great lengths to conceal where his money comes from. This piece does a great job showing what a scumbag Jimmy Goldstein is. That's the whole tweet. Uh, okay, I guess it is in response to... Uh, a TMZ story, but that's like, it's a, this is the second tweet in like a chain. So I just saw this retweeted. Just, I just, you know, that, so I, I that sounds to me like someone introducing a new story, right? It it's does. like just it's, been published. Yeah. Not that anyone cares. It's I, a tad misleading. I've got egg all over my face. The reason why <laughs> is, uh, you know, beside the point. But um, I did read the story uh, and again, I just, I was struck by like, you know, it, it it felt like a real win for me in my, like, uh, how the world works, uh, you know, like, trying to figure out, like, 
you know, you've got a, a basic disagreement on economics uh, in this and every other country in the history of the world. Um, and, you know, on one side, it's like, well, you know, you just got people who are smart and they work really hard. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to end up with some money, but they're, you know, like uh, they, they put in the effort, so we should just let them keep it. And then other people being like, you know, the, this, this uh, naked uh, greed, like it's, it's not productive, it's not helping anyone, like it's not the sort of thing that should be rewarded. And this is a guy who is like fucking squeezing people who live in trailer parks. Like they uh, are old. Yeah, people on fixed incomes in trailer parks. So, you know, any any money that you're getting from them uh, is just money that they're losing that they can't spend on like food. Mm-hmm. Um, and they detail, you know, like that. Uh, there, there's plenty of uh, quotes from city attorneys being like, "In my 30 years as a city attorney, I've never seen anyone attack us so vigorously." in our, uh, you know, attempts to just, like, enforce the existing rent control laws. And uh, in California, they passed the law in the 1990s, I think, might have been late 80s, where they basically wanted to make it easier for people. So the way that trailer parks work, you own the trailer, you buy the trailer, usually, like, you know, take out a loan for it the way you would on a house. But the land underneath the trailer is often owned by the trailer park. Uh, and so that, that's, that's what he owns, the land underneath the trailer. Uh, but I mean, you know, despite them being called mobile homes, it's usually pretty fucking difficult to move them. Like, have you ever seen them on the fucking highway? Half the time you're fucking cutting them in half. Like yeah. the house that you need to cut in half to move is not very mobile. Um, and so, uh, you know, these, these people are kind of stuck and they wanted to make it easier for the people who own the trailers to buy the land underneath the trailer. Uh, which, you know, is great. Like, uh, I remember whenever uh, everything was happening in West Dallas with gentrification and, and zoning and all that. And, uh, you know, there was, you really, like, uh, whenever the Dallas landlord, Kresh Kresh, was being uh, attacked for um, his plans to sell the uh, houses, that, the rental houses that he had, um, there was just a big push to make it so that they were, they could be purchased by the people who were currently living in them. You know, like just, this is a, it, whenever you look at things like gentrification in general, the problem is landlords and renting. Like if, if everyone in the neighborhood owns their home and the neighborhood becomes more popular and the value of their home shoots way up, like the problem of property taxes isn't great, but there are some things in state law to help you with that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if it, if the property taxes are too much, sell the house and you've got a ton of fucking money because the value has been shooting up. It's great. Um, and so they, they will try to, you know, repeat this for, uh, the mobile homeowners and the way the law was written, uh, Jimmy determined and was, I believe a pioneer in this regard, uh, that if you've got a mobile home park and one unit, buys the land under their trailer, then the entire the rules for the entire park have changed so that rent controls no longer apply. So like, you know, in normal circumstances, if he wants to raise his rent, I mean, I, there was one where they're talking about, he's, he goes in, he's like, I'm going to double it. He's $300 a month right now. I need $600 a month from these fucking poor people. 
and the you know city in California uh, goes like you know here's his request for three hundred extra dollars and is like no you can charge them thirty more a month and you can come back next year and apply again like that's that's the sort of protections that they have in that state and uh, you know he finds out about this loophole just sells one of the units to the uh, people and then uh, you know jacks up the three hundred dollars on the rest of them. And I think that they eventually in like 2018 closed that loophole. But it's the kind of stuff of like, it's just like this guy is insanely rich, has been insanely rich for as long as anyone can remember. Um, Like didn't do any special thing to help society. You know, like if you uh, invented Google and you're rich, like I'll hear you out. You know, like I use Google. It's very helpful. I can look up uh, the populations of cities in Russia. I love it. but like, it's just fucking, you know, uh, I, and I, it's not, I, I, I hear about all this and I'm skeptical that he's like spending big on making sure that the parks stay nice. Like uh, there's one thing about like him cutting costs of there's a, a guard shack at one of them and he, uh, just, you know, fired the guards and then, you know, fucking, uh, crime skyrocketed in the, the trailer park. Um, you know, so I don't know. He's this is he's he's just sucking off the society. But then you, uh, it's it's interesting to read the article because like he's not an idiot. He uh, can do his absolute level best. Like it's just a good reminder that like these people are never going to be like you know what I do is commit evil. Uh, like he's he he spins a little thing about like you know who's the real greedy ones is the fucking trailer park uh, the people who own this stuff like the the people who are in the homes. Because, you know, they're just sitting on this rent-controlled land that they could sell for whatever, but they only have to pay the X amount to me. Uh, you know, they're, they're the ones that are making out. And, like, you don't see any of them in the front row at Lakers games. But, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just he, he seemed to me like a good poster child for the kinds of stuff that we talk about. And, like you know, like I said, by making the Google example, I don't think it's all one thing or all the other. It's a complicated situation. I understand why societies have struggled with it throughout time. But... Uh, you know, I would, I would like to once again, uh, ask everyone to, uh, treat the rich with skepticism and, uh, employ policies that, uh, you know, takes their wealth and spreads it around to people like, uh, you know, the people trying to make it in trailer parks. So I think you know. to, to me, the weirdest part about it was, uh, when I found out this whole backstory was that I'd never heard it before. Yeah, which clearly is – I mean, he's been asked before, and he says, like, I made some land investments. Yeah, but to me, it's just weird that Kobe or LeBron were never like, hey, so, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, what sort of stuff are you into? Yeah, like, how do probably, I – I mean, I don't know if they – yeah, I mean, I feel like they almost had to. Yeah. Do you really think LeBron – I mean, I don't know. I don't know. David the Stern guy that's like knew. standing up there being like, uh, you know who's great? China. <laughs> I don't know that he's like uh, not going to talk to Jimmy Goldstein because of yeah, this. Yeah, but but like d- treating Jimmy Goldstein like he's Donald Sterling would not have cost LeBron a dollar. Uh, treating China like it's China would have. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, he's one guy. Like, he buys a lot of tickets, you know? He buys a lot of expensive tickets, and if he did, the fact that he got a, a, a wing of the uh, like, he, there's in 
whatever, uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Is that where the Nas- National Basketball Hall of Fame is? Is there a National Basketball Hall of Fame? The Naismith, whatever. I thought it was a... Uh, it's the Basketball a- Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, so it's This the, was a uh, discussion point at a breakfast this morning that they will... Like, if you're a good junior high coach, you can get in. Or a European player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, at the Basketball Hall of Fame... There's the Jimmy Goldstein super fan wing. Like there's a whole fucking thing. It's just like cool coats he's worn throughout the years. And like there's a couple other like big fan, but like Clipper Daryl. See, no, I bet it's not like that. Like Clipper Daryl, I don't know all the de- maybe Clipper Daryl has a terrible story too. But like I don't think so. I, I think that he, like if you just, uh, you know, put, like, your last dollar into getting some season tickets in the 300s, like, uh, that's who I think that the the super fan section should be about. Not the guys who, like, the fucking tickets are a tax write-off, uh, and so they're sitting in front row every day. You know, like, those guys suck, except for Jack Nicholson, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, it's, it's wild, you know, and I just – I know – Donald Sterling basically only got run because he was a terrible guy and everybody was just looking for a reason to get him out. And that when other owners run afoul of, of, uh, you know, the, the PR machine like our own on two different teams, they stick around because they're good for the league. Yeah. I'll bet Jimmy's a nice guy, especially to them, you know, like I, I bet that he's like, Cool to hang out with. Yeah, I guess. I don't, like, know I don't think to, the, I don't think that Donald Sterling was cool to hang out with. I think everyone around him felt creeped out all the time. That's true too. I think that's definitely a, big a lot factor. of stories about that. Yeah, uh, like him, boy. fucking walking up to Blake Griffin and being like, "My mighty steed, Duh. let me feel those biceps," uh, and like doing it in front of like clients. Yeah, look at like like looking at women and being like, "You see what I'm seeing." Boy, I'm so relieved that there's not a uh, controversies tab on Clipper Daryl's Wikipedia page. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I feel fairly confident that 10 minutes after uh, this podcast ends, we're not going to get John Kitna's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I have the Clipper Daryl. I mean, I was a bit great. worried. I mean, he's an older guy, you know. Yeah, probably not <laughs> been perfect throughout his entire life, but yeah, you know, as but long as he's not in the news. It doesn't appear that he ever uh, like killed somebody like Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, he didn't kill anyone, did he? <laughs> I thought he just took their eye out. Did he kill uh, someone? No, he's talking you're right. about to take the eye out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not that that's good. That's bad. Um, and then I have a, a final point that I'd like to make, and then if you have any final points, we can get to them. Otherwise, we can wrap it up. Um, just uh, we're about to go to uh, the movie. And I've had for the last, I mean, just haven't been able to make it for a lot of them. But uh, there was a point which, I, boy, I'm trying to remember which. It was one of the ones in Lake Highlands where uh, it, was, it was a real eye-opening moment for me that I was getting too goddamn sloppy at these movies where Trey tried to say hi to me and, like, uh, I just basically couldn't talk because I was having too much fun. <laughs> and because uh, like it's it's just so it's so enticing whenever it's movies so like you're in the theater you don't have to talk to anyone during the thing you can just be you know loose and conversational relaxed 
and so since then, I've been uh, employing a vigorous policy that I don't want to be in a terrified state of paranoia the entire time I'm leaving the theater. So I've been keeping it on the level, you know, just really got my wits about me the whole time. And what, I, what I'd like to announce here is that uh, for Lethal Weapon 2, we're suspending that policy. <laughs> it's Smackdown time. Yeah. So if it's you want to see a guy Smackdown, Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. If you, you want to have some cool TikToks where we make fun of the, the, the old ticker guy, uh, keep your phones out at the end of Lethal Weapon 2. So it's 5 o'clock. If you listen to this sometime in the next 90 minutes, uh, you might have a chance to see what uh, – TC looked like it at his first ever Friendsgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Leave the weapon too, man. Too good. Too Dude, good. And, I and can't you know crazy. Gotta go. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm fired up, but you know, I've seen a guy piss in his mouth, his own <laughs> mouth. You know? I've seen a guy uh drink female ejaculate. <laughs> you have you seen I've both seen, those things. I've seen the gnarliest shit of anyone in the world I know. Uh and like that's just two of them, you know. I've I've seen those things mm-hmm. happen. You've lived the life. I've never seen anyone as high as you were that night. Yeah, uh, in my life. Yeah, no, we're, we're, you I, were folded like a fucking ninety degree angle, a human body. I like, couldn't get back there if I wanted to. And I mean, like the I, number one thing I want in my life is to not. But like the tolerance is such that I just I would have no prayer. Like I could like I would just fall asleep. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's kind of how I am with like booze and definitely with, with anything else is like, I just, I'm too tired these days to really go that far. But yeah, I've, 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 I've I don't never, know anyone else who's thrown up from too much weed. <laughs> so funny to think back. about. <laughs> it's like, and everyone's like, is he okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. All the while knowing not even close yeah to fine no not even I, close the ride home like going yeah. from, from fort worth like i megan was going like 60 on the highway i'm like what are we in space <laughs> yeah we're going to die like this is <laughs> slow down i would have gone 20 all the way back to dallas if it, if i'd had my druthers oh my god oh my god i felt like i was on the outside of the car <laughs> so if you want to see him attempting to uh yeah. get back to that space you've got to take a shot you got about two hours to get to las galinas tonight fun yeah. times all right i'll see you in a bit cool that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake we do thank you for watching good night